Your attention, please. <laughs> the Walt Disney World Railroad, now boarding for a scenic trip around the Magic Kingdom. Board. Man, Brad, it's that time of year again. D23 Expo, and that means lots and lots and lots and lots and lots of news at the parks and resorts. This year was very good. Like, I sometimes, you know, parks and resorts kind of seems like it gets the short end of the stick, but this year parks and resorts was very good. I really liked what they announced. So I was excited about what they announced, but in in some ways, did this did this feel to you... I, and and I guess I should say it felt to me like there was it was a lot of stuff I already knew about. It fell a little flat for me just really? just from that perspective. Like I was excited to get more information about everything, but I just I, there was no like it, for lack of a better term, one more thing. You know, you you feel like they like pre-announced too much. Like and use this as a way to kind of give the final details about some of these things instead of leaving the like announcement with all the details for D23? Yeah, but I guess at the same time, so many of these things are already in, you know, you couldn't, you couldn't wait. <laughs> Strangely, things are being destroyed and being redone at Epcot for unknown reasons. Right. We hope we'll find something out at D23 and they're not just blasting everything away for no good reason. Yeah. Uh, so I guess, I guess I get it, but you know what? At the same time, as I say that there were things that took me by surprise. I was trying to decide if, if one of the things that took me most by surprise, if not the thing that took me most by surprise was the new Epcot logo. Hmm. Which it's so good. Is so so awesome. I love it, dude. It it feels so retro. It feels so. It feels Epcot to yep. me. And I am just in. I'm. I don't know why, but I'm in love with this logo, man. I that need, logo. I need stuff with this logo on it. That logo when they showed it, immediately took away any fear that I had that Epcot was going to become something I didn't want it to become because it is so. It's such a throwback, but at the same time looks so modern that I, it, it totally put me at ease. I was, I was, I am stoked for all the new stuff that's, that's coming to Epcot, which we, we will be getting into. I don't know, like, I'm still very conflicted about Epcot because it's clear that, and I don't know. Like, did I expect that they weren't going to be putting more characters in the park? Because that would be awfully dumb of me since they told us time and time again, we're going to leverage our IP in all of the parks. But I guess it just made it more concrete that, that characters were going to go into the parks. But at the same time as characters are going into the parks, I mean, they, they did this whole new four neighborhood layout. Mm-hmm. With the what nature discovery celebration and world showcase, which are which feels Epcotty, right? Mm-hmm. To to talk about nature discovery and world showcase now celebration, I don't know, and cel- and so celebration falls where the new what the is essentially wonders of life redone into the play pavilion. 
that's where the new Guardians of the Galaxy roller coaster is going. No, Discovery. The Play Pavilion and the the Guardians of the Galaxy roller coaster are actually not in Celebration because Celebration is in the middle where uh, where Spaceship, Spaceship Earth, Earth is, is and Communicore slash Intervention slash whatever it's going to be called when it's all said and done, where all of that stuff is. Those are all in Discovery. And I just like, what does Guardians of the Galaxy roller coaster have to do with Discovery? Is where that's where I'm having an issue right now. Is I don't like I keep uh, fluctuating between this is all cool. I'm so excited to see that everything is is going to stay Epcot, even though you know they're they're going to work IPN. It feels like they're actually going to work IPN in a way that still keeps Epcot, you know, keeps the spirit of Epcot to is all this stuff just a bunch of lip service to make Epcot feel like they didn't change anything on the surface. And meanwhile, it's, it's just uh, a, you know, I don't know, a cheap facade that's put over it to pretend like it's still Epcot. I mean, I guess we'll have to see, you know, in the future, what they mean by showcase nature or nature discovery and celebration. We know what they mean by showcase, but yeah, to, to to fully understand how those rides really integrate with, with those areas. But I'm also like, I feel like those words are going to be more the in-between things than the major, you know, attractions. Like, except for Spaceship Earth and Celebration, I don't really think Guardians of the Galaxy and Test Track and Mission Space and... Soren and, and stuff are actually going to be the things that integrate into those those you know quote areas as much as the in between stuff the the little things you know the the little uh, pavilions the little places you can go and 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 the the in between stuff whatever goes into interventions whatever goes into uh, the rest of the land pavilion you know stuff like that right because I can I can make in in my mind, tenuous at best, or tenuous as it may be, that mission space and test track in some ways have something to do with discovery. And again, at the end of the day, once Guardians is done and once the play pavilion is done, maybe I can maybe I can still get there with those as well. Um so that's why I'm trying to reserve judgment. And, you know, nature completely makes sense if you look at the land pavilion. If you look at, you know, the seas with Nemo and friends. I do feel like unless you you're talking about the nature of humans, that the imagination pavilion is not long for this world. Well, and Soren doesn't fit into nature necessarily. You're I mean, that would, over nature. It's a, it's that would a be, natural ride, man. If, if I gave you those four words and the list of the attractions, you would put Soren in discovery because it's more of a, especially now that it's Soren around the world. It's it's much more of a discover these areas than a thing about nature. So you're telling me that there's a new Soren video coming? <laughs> yeah, well, that would be crazy <laughs> if they if they felt so strongly about these neighborhoods that they started to modify attractions to fit them. That would be bananas. But I would love that. That would be awesome. That would be perfect. That's exactly what they need to do. There you go, Disney. <laughs> new new Soren video done and done. <laughs> but yeah, I don't I don't see it being that that far separated from from nature. And 
I, I'm I, I'm just going to try to stick with my hopefulness that, yeah, Epcot didn't suddenly get characters thrown onto its logo, and it still feels like something that that Epcot is, should be. And by the way, even though we know nothing about it other than the words that there's going to be a Mary Poppins attraction, and that they're going to build Cherry Tree Lane. Mm-hmm. Like that's that's all that we know, and that the attraction will be inside the bank's house. Yes, we do the, know that. Well, and that you're going to get to walk past the uh, what was the name of Admiral the neighbor? Boom. That, there you go. There you go. I expect Disney to to meet and exceed my expectations when walking past that house. Um, Definitely. Like all of that stuff. That is the kind of character stuff that I can at least get more behind. Uh, ultimately, I would still want somehow this to to tie into the UK like in the real world. Tell me something about the country. But at least at least Mary Poppins takes place not in you know, doesn't it, it takes place in the UK. Right? Legitimately mm-hmm. not in some fictional Cockney land or something. I don't know. That that might be derogatory. I maybe I shouldn't have said that. Uh but And but if you, you had on your bingo card, uh how long how long can we go between Brad bringing up the frozen attraction and how disappointed he is that they that it's uh it takes place in Arendelle instead of Norway. Let's we'll find out how many episodes it's been since we brought that up. I didn't say that. You said that. I said nothing. Uh, I've said nothing about the Frozen attraction. This has all been about the Mary Poppins attraction. Mm. But as as we get getting more attractions like that, like I'm more okay, you know, because and, and at least it's still taking place within the World Showcase, and it's not taking the rest of the showcase along with it for the ride. You know, they're they're adding on to it to create this part of it and. If the UK stays as it is overall, I'm I'm really cool with that, and I'm excited yeah. to see a Mary Poppins. I don't I don't know how a Mary Poppins attraction works, but that's kind of exciting to me as well. I mean, it's basically just a street. You know, you're just adding a street. It's a it's a magical mystical street, but you're basically adding a street to the UK pavilion. And it just happens to be, you know, where Mary Poppins lives. And you could, you know, probably enjoy walking down Cherry Tree Lane and never even do the attraction. Well, and if they're going to take the time to build Cherry Tree Lane, Disney, fun facts are getting harder to come by right now. So I expect <laughs> you guys to put a couple of little hidden things in there. Buy me, a, buy me a few more weeks worth of fun facts, guys. I would really, really appreciate that. <laughs> so they announced that Spaceship Earth is going to get a refurbishment of to kind of add some new scenes and new narration and that will be done uh, by the time this new Epcot which I don't think we said um that's going to be 2021 is when the new Epcot is done they're going to add uh new scenes and new narration to Spaceship Earth which I'm cool with uh I think you know Spaceship Earth is top Man, I I think Spaceship Earth is one of my top five attractions at Walt Disney World. Uh, I love it. And I'm okay with, you know, like we talked about before, Future World, um, or formerly Future World, uh, being kind of a a look at the future 
from the time we are, so constantly changing and evolving and, and being futury. Uh I'm I'm okay with Spaceship Earth kind of evolving and and, and showing communication and, and how people live in the future of where we are, you know, like up or at least up to where we are. Um so I'm I'm totally cool with Spaceship Earth. The only thing I'm worried about is that it's gonna be closed for refurbishment in December. And that would be horrible and yeah, i would be so that, that sad would really that would really stink for you now so <laughs> it's it's funny you know you talk about the things that i get adamant about the idea that they're going to re-record the narration there are people that get real upset when spaceship earth gets updated man so i've only ever known dame judy dench i've never heard i'd never heard the jeremy irons narration i never heard any of the other ones i've only ever known judy dench so you've you've at least avoided this up until now, but I don't know. Maybe it, maybe I'm not paying enough attention to everything going on, but I don't feel like I've seen a lot of complaints about it. And maybe maybe it's just because I'm not hanging out in the right circles or whatever. And I'm I'm actually completely okay with that. I don't I don't really need that that negativity in my life. What, what I don't want is for Spaceship Earth to to just become Horizons. You know something that was awesome and was very hopeful and positive and educational but never got changed didn't they didn't add things to it it just kind of languished and died well and, and they were talking during the during the uh panel or whatever apparently that it's not like everything it's it doesn't sound like they're going to gut it as much as no refurb yeah. and add so you know a lot of the scenes will be staying which i am i'm happy about and honestly it's it's funny because you know in this this like whirlwind trip that i took uh when i went to epcot i rode spaceship earth and uh you know on the essentially the descent there at the end mm -hmm. i was sitting there thinking man i really wish they would like get that they give you this thing to do on the screen but this is an awful lot of wasted real estate mm -hmm. where they're where they're and there used to be scenes in that area you know prior to prior to, to all the screens and all that stuff being added there were scenes all the way down you know as you saw people using the futuristic technologies of video phones just imagine <laughs> someday you're home you'll be able to wave at grandma and say hi on your on your corded on a, <laughs> a two-inch black and white screen. Yeah, no, no, no. It was a, it was a big screens, man, because this was the future. Someday, someday, cars will fly and we'll be able to use video. But I would like to see some of that get used again. And and like you said, it does it does need to be updated because this is future world. This isn't Tomorrowland. So I guess bring on the. So we're both on board for Spaceship Earth getting redone. Yeah, as long as it's open uh, in the beginning of December, yes. Spaceship Earth, now presented by Brother Bear. <laughs> the Disney movie? <laughs> Brother Bear doesn't get enough love, really. No, no, actually, actually not Brother Bear, the Disney movie. Brother, the dude from uh, the cooking show brought to you by Sam Pellegrino. I believe what you're thinking about is Top Chef. There we go. Furnished by San Pellegrino. <laughs> I'm talking about brother from Top Chef who is now dressed as a bear and is taking you through 
you didn't know, but Top Chef is getting big now. And so, yeah, brother, brother, the bear will be taking. Disney has purchased Bravo, and so they own Top Chef now. Actually, Brother Bear is due for a remake, and why not a dude named Brother to be the Brother Bear, (laughs) and and then to and to make his debut in Spaceship Earth. So, yes, that's okay. Good Spaceship Earth. We figured that out. It's been updated. It has Brother Bear behind it now. Disney will actually listen to this and decide. Oh my gosh, please, please, Disney Parks blog, tell me that I'm tell me that I'm lying about that. We're already getting the minions in, in, in Peter Pan's flight. I can't take Brother Bear Spaceship Earth. But anyway, moving on, Jeremy. <laughs> There's a new spot in Epcot called Dreamer's Point. And on Dreamer's Point there will be a new statue of Walt Disney. And I guess I'm always into more Walt in the parks, especially in Epcot. Even though this isn't the Epcot he imagined, uh, I still like you know, that he's going to be in there and it's a cool little statue. I think it'll be fun. Yeah. There's not a lot to say about that other than there's a statue. It looks cool. And like you said, good for a photo op. So good that covered and moving on because we still have so much stuff to go through. They uh, announced a bunch of new details about guardians of the galaxy roller coaster. Uh, first of all, the name it's called guardians of the galaxy cosmic rewind. Um, and we already knew I guess we already knew these other two things, but they are officially announced now. Uh, You will go through a backwards launch, and the ride vehicles will kind of, they will be able to pivot 360 degrees, so kind of like a wild mouse roller coaster where the car, you know, seems to spin independent from the track. The ride vehicles on this roller coaster will will spin. Uh, as the roller coaster goes on the track, and they did say it's going to be a family-friendly roller coaster, so probably not a lot of inversions, if any. Wow, you had a you had a totally different idea of what family-friendly roller coaster <laughs> meant than what I did. I thought, well, I guess they're not going to use the scene from the the trailer where uh, they're introducing everybody, and yeah, all that was going on family-friendly. But I think I. I'm I'm very interested in this backwards launch. I think that's going to be awesome. So, is the and and I will admit that I didn't really look that hard into this. When you say that it's going to be the the 360 cars and everything, are we talking about uh the dinosaur roller coaster which name suddenly escapes me? Try Primeval Whirl. There you go. Uh something like that where it's an uncontrolled spin. Oh, or, almost or, certainly not. Or we're going to point you at what we want you to be focused on spin. I think it's it's a haunted mansion spin. Okay. Not a primeval world spin. Okay, that's what that's what I was assuming, but then you said, Oh, it can go three sixty and and give the idea that it's being spun and I'm like, Oh, I don't really want that. My, I want you to I want you to tell me a story through a roller coaster, please. Thank yeah. you. So my my assumption for the specifics of this is you will launch backwards uh, and we know that the launch is going to be uphill because we've seen the track that links the Wonders of Life pavilion. Is that where it is? Universe of Energy. Universe of Energy, sorry. Um, The Universe of Energy. Don't let Ellen die in vain! (laughs) To the the shoebox. And it is... It is a, a uphill track. So my assumption is you're going to launch backwards and then go up the, up the hill. And then at the very top of the hill, at the crest of that hill, you'll spin around and face forward. 
and then they'll they'll turn the car based on where you know what show piece they want you to look at but i assume it's going to be a dark like rock and roller coaster and maybe just be a more controlled slower rock and roller coaster type attraction where you have some video you know playing on the inside and um and just they're they're using the technology to to pivot the ride vehicle to get you you know to look at the screen or whatever whatever the the show pieces you want to look at hey jeremy what's this shoebox yep. thing you talk about there's no other building there i've <sighs> looked there's nothing there <laughs> mm. yeah it just blends right in huh how many episodes, if you go ahead and mark down on your card, how long till Jeremy discusses the <laughs> Guardians of the Galaxy show building? <laughs> Which is conspicuously absent from all of their uh, all of their. So Epcot is every show building. Go look at. Nope, nope, nope. You're not. We're not. We're not going. We have too <laughs> much to discuss. Guardians of the Galaxy is a thing. Is coming. Moving on. Journey of Water is a thing that they're going to have, and it's based on Moana, and it, I think it's just a maze. Uh, I, don't really, I don't really have much to say about it. It sounds like they're taking the splash pad from the bridge between Future World and World Showcase and the uh, jumping water from the Imagination Pavilion and putting stuff like that in this. Yeah. But, but okay, so here's the thing. Boo more IP in Epcot, right? But if this is I the don't nature... I feel that way. <laughs> if this is the nature pavilion... But no, no, because I, I know, I know when I talk about IP in Epcot, that is what I sound like. I get it. I really do. But this sounds like a perfect sort of thing where, you know, yes, Moana is there, so the Disney IP is there, but it's called the journey of water, right? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So if Moana can teach me about how, you know, water is, how it evaporates and goes up into the sky and then comes back down and then goes through the watersheds into the lakes and from the lakes into the oceans and then it evaporates. And, you know, there's this whole cycle going on and, you know, this is why we have to be careful about pollution and, like all those sorts of th that is Epcot. So I I don't know. I'm probably setting my hopes far too high for what is essentially going to be a maze and a splash pad. But they are the ones who chose to name it what they did. And so I want to believe that there's going to be some educational uh side to it that's going to that's going to fill my uh Epcot learning quota. That would not surprise me. I, I think you're probably right. I think they're going to have something. And if they do, like I said, that is that is exactly the kind of that is exactly the kind of IP stuff I want to see at Epcot. Me too. Disney did announce the new permanent fireworks show, uh so they'll have Epcot forever temporarily and then <laughs> <laughs> I did just get that I just said temporarily after forever. That is uh, pretty funny. And then after Epcot Forever goes away, we'll have the Harmonio Us fireworks, and that will be a celebration of the music of Disney. Yeah. I, I, you know what? I'm not going to say, because they said, as it is around the world, they're going to have a bunch of different artists from all around the world, and 
this could actually play into the the overall feel of Epcot. So I think this is great. So I'm, I think it, it, if it becomes if it becomes too IP heavy, I'm not gonna you know that I'm not gonna like it. But if it's IP and and how these how Disney stories, which is the the way that it is currently being sold, as best I can tell, if it is how Disney is universally or uh, globally understood, then I then I can get behind that. I think they have so much good music that is, you know, not even the most popular music, but Mulan has such good, such good music of Frozen. That opening song in Frozen is very good. Moana. I just think they have so much music that's representative of other regions that I, I think they can make this show good and i and and the nice thing about music is you can represent it not just with ip not just with the movies that it came from but also with the people who write it you know you don't have to show moana while you're sh- while you're playing a song from the moana soundtrack you can show a, an orchestra playing that music you can show sheet music you can you know there's there's plenty of visuals that you can include with this music that does not necessarily include IP or or characters of any kind. Yep, and that's what I'm hoping to to see. Are we going to get like some good Disney music, you know, like the Home on the Range soundtrack? I mean, you want to talk oh, about prob- movies yeah, that don't definitely. get enough love. Chicken Little. Ooh, yeah. And some Brother Bear music or Brother oh, boy. Bear. <laughs> Little little do you know the new the new mascot of Epcot's gonna be Brother Bear. Which once again is the live action Brother Bear and his brother dressed as a bear. So we have a name for the space restaurant uh, that's that is I guess I, I had missed that it's technically an expansion to mission space. Uh but that's what they called it, and the restaurant is called Space Two Twenty because you'll be two hundred and twenty miles above Earth. That's pretty much all we got. We don't know what kind of food they're going to serve in there, but they have named the place and given it a little bit of backstory. Uh, I'm still oh, excited. No, no. I we, hope it's... We, we know at least one other thing, what? which I think we maybe already knew, but they're reusing the hydrolators. Oh, yeah. Well, okay, so they're not, they're not re... I doubt they're actually reusing the hydrolators, but they're reusing the concept of the hydrolators, which, which has been used lots of places now. I get that, but... I like to think of it as the hydrolator thing, where you're going to get in the elevator to go from Earth to the restaurant, and hopefully, which I I, I, I want to get in the bottom of the elevator because it's that realistic and and it scares me a little bit. I, <laughs> so when you eat at California Grill, you physically you go to the second floor of the Contemporary Resort or the third floor. You go to some floor of the Contemporary Resort. You check in. When it's time for you to go up, you physically get into an elevator and go to the top of the contemporary resort. And then, and, and that takes, I would say, from check-in, like being at the check-in desk to exiting the elevator, uh, that's like a minute, maybe even 45 seconds. And, and, and the reason I'm saying this is because I was sitting there going, man, that's going to be weird. If you have to like walk into a door and then you 
you take a you take an elevator up, you know, to space. But if they can do it in a show way, you know, like you check in with a person on Earth and then they call your party and they take your party up instead of everybody just, you know, going up to space. I think that that would definitely work because it, it doesn't have to take very long. You know, you can do that in 30, 45 seconds. It just takes as long as you want it to. And they can have a lot of, they'll, they'll I don't doubt, have multiple elevators that will handle this travel for it. So. Right. Yeah. So I think it's cool. I'm, I'm into a restaurant that is ostensibly just a restaurant that has a little bit of a, of a what, a, like an attraction quality to it where you actually have to do something unusual to just enter the restaurant. You know what I mean? I, I think that's pretty neat. So can we, can we be honest, though? Space 220 has not a darn thing to do with how many miles you are up. It's called 220 because that is the minimum cost per person when you visit <laughs> Space 220. Well, they got to pay for the fuel for that elevator somehow. And now, and now I'm totally hearing uh, Parks and Rec Entertainment 720. Well, hopefully they managed their books a little better than John Ralphio Saperstein and <laughs> Tom did. Uh, we also, speaking of space, um, and that's it for Epcot. Uh, that's, that's, that's it for the for the announcements uh from epcot but they they gave us some more details on the star wars hotel which if you'll remember i have been i was i started my star wars hotel uh experience with extreme excitement because it sounded awesome and i was really like super stoked uh, about like a and it's something I, I would never get to do but a really 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 high cost small boutique hotel that uh disney could like really take the time to make you know a very special stay and i was stoked for it and then they kept like adding things like we're gonna do this and we're gonna do this and it's gonna be this and and i was like it started to make me nervous that they it's just more than they could ever deliver on but now they have actually announced what that is. And what it is is you are, as the guest, you will be taking a trip on the Halcyon, which is a galactic star cruiser. And the, uh, the thing is, it's a two-night experience. And so you, this is not a hotel where you will just get to stay. You will have a two-night experience. Uh, basically. I, uh, basic, a cruise, basically. Think If you think about it like a cruise, you'll be on the Halcyon. You will have a port day, which I assume, you know, you get there Friday night. Your port day is Saturday, and then Saturday night you, you get back on the Halcyon, and Sunday you, you depart but or check out or whatever. And so you'll have this two-night experience where the, your day you will be able to go to Batu and uh, experienced Galaxy's Edge. So this is not a hotel where they're trying to shoehorn in costumes and specific stories being written for you, and they're gonna and droids and and everything, and trying to make this into like, hey, come stay here for seven nights. You know, this is a very specific, highly, uh, highly controlled two night experience that is it. An attraction in and of itself, 
that I suppose if you were going to do a seven night stay uh, somewhere, six night stay somewhere, you would then you know move to the poly or something after your uh, after your galactic star cruiser experience. But I love this. I think this is awesome. I think they can definitely pull this off uh, when it's this controlled. Um, and they, I saw some concept art of the bus that takes you to Batu, like in the real world. Um, cause basically you'll get on a, uh, what do you call a, a small transport to go from the Halcyon down to the surface of Batu. And this bus has no windows. So you're still getting the screens for windows, even as it's traveling and um, no doors. <laughs> And the, the drive is not very long, so they're going to have this, you know, what I assume is going to be a five-minute drive where you're, you know, moving at 10 miles an hour, five miles an hour. You know, it's going to kind of be like the Hogwarts Express where you're, you are physically moving from one location to the other, but you're able to move it at whatever speed, you know, they need you to because you're basically going to be experiencing the trip from inside of this, of this enclosed vehicle. So, I I love this. I, this was my favorite thing that got announced was was an actual Star Wars hotel that they can actually do what they've said they were going to do, and I and and I I just think it's uh, it's great. I have nothing but good things to say about this. Yeah. So I, you know what? Maybe I was wrong to say at the beginning that I felt like they had already announced everything, and so it was just a more fleshed out. Because this, even though they had announced this hotel, and we knew so much stuff about, you know, like you said, you'd be able to look out the windows and see this, and you'd have these, you'd you'd get a costume, and the things you did would have consequences, and all those sorts of things. It didn't make sense until I heard this, and I'm like, oh, it's a cruise? And then it's just like the the light goes off, and it, it all falls into place. It's like, mm-hmm. okay, everything makes perfect sense now. Now I get how they're going to make it two days and, and make that you know work in the story. Uh, and, and because honestly, if you were going to spend seven days in a hotel with no real windows, that would be miserable. Oh, absolutely, absolutely. You'd want to you'd want to see the real world. But now I know you know it's like it's a it's a murder mystery party or. <laughs> or whatever, um, but there's a you you can see how the story will all come together now, and I think it is a brilliant idea. And you know, talking about well, what do you what's going to happen when you're longer than six days? To me, this is the same as you know a Disney cruise, right? Like where you mm-hmm. can split time between the boat and a trip to Disney mm-hmm. on the same thing, and they're going to take care of everything in between. I would now I. Don't know, but I wonder if it's going to be one of these things where everyone will board the the Halcyon, at, you know, whenever they whenever they get there to board, and then at some point you're going to have a bon voyage as mm-hmm. you watch as it pulls away from port, and then you're going to be going through space, and you know you're you're going to get messed with from the the rebels or the Imperials or whoever. Like I I can start to understand how all of this makes sense and how it how it would feel right. So, mm-hmm. yeah, I I am definitely a lot more excited even though I am going to have to just like 
fall into ludicrous amounts of money before I'll yeah, ever know what it's like. This is going to be, this experience is going to cost $4,000. This two night experience. But I, I, I would not be surprised if it was four grand. But I want to do it so bad, Jeremy. I know. I want to I do know. it so bad. They showed like there's going to be um, legitimate uh, lightsaber training the way Luke did, where you'll go in and there's going to be a thing that's, you know, I think it's probably in VR, but um, there's going to be a little, a little guy that shoots at you. Man, if I pay $4,000, I expect real lasers <laughs> and real lightsabers. Dadgummit. But they're going to have a ton of stuff. And I would love if they, like, if cast members in Galaxy's Edge got pictures or something of the, of the people who were, um, who were staying and doing this. And maybe they do little, like, you know, like you do on a cruise, guided excursions where... You know, you all go to Ogus Cantina and the guy, uh, the guy who's the bartender, you know, knows like, hey, yesterday you, this, this kid did the uh, star, the uh, lightsaber training and did a really good job. And so they get, you know, a quote, you know, a free drink, they get a free whatever or something, you know, like if they actually could, uh, since there's going to be so few people, if they could actually personalize it like that, I think it would be killer yeah so one thing i am thinking about i've never done a cruise right but yeah, i feel like either. i feel like anytime somebody talks to me about a cruise a huge part of it is food mm -hmm. right like everybody talks about the food and that's because it's unlimited and, and included right but here's what i'm thinking jeremy over at disney springs there's a chicken finger joint, right? Uh-huh. Chicken guy. Yeah. And, uh, and I've heard tell that guy also happens to do like some burgers on one of the cruise liners. So will there be like a Guy Fieri's intergalactic milkshakes spot on the Halcyon? That would be... That would be... <laughs> You want it now, don't you? You want to see Guy Fieriotto's uh, lunar moo juice, lunar frozen mm. moo juice. You sound like my daughter trying to say a word she doesn't know. Because <laughs> I don't know the words that I'm going to say before I say them, man. I'm riding by the seat of my pants here. <laughs> but I like Guy Fieriotto's frozen moo juice joint. <laughs> Guy Fieriotto. Hey, it's me, Guy Fierdo. <laughs> frozen moo boop, boop. Boo juice. Enjoy my frozen moo juice. Droid. Uh, oh, Ooh, it could be served yeah. to you by a droid. Sure. I would. I would not be surprised at all if, like, your your dinners and stuff were inclusive the way that a cruise is, and they just had like a space buffet in the hotel. Oh, that that needs to be like or essentially. On the they, essentially, they just need to copy the you know they Disney knows how to do cruises. Apparently, they've got a whole mm -hmm. you know area devoted to it. They just need to copy a cruise. This is, this is a land boat. That's all this is. My, it's a land boat. My only thing with with this is the shape of the building that they are constructing right now is not the shape of the ship that is in the picture. The ship that's in the picture is very long. 
The building is very much a square. And I don't know how they're going to make it seem like I'm walking, you know, down to the Lido deck. Or, you know, oh man, the restaurant is on the other side of the ship. Unless they have like a bunch of treadmills hidden in the in the halls. And some moving walls, you know, wall screens to make it look like I'm walking. Because the, the building is not the same shape as the ship. Well, if they decide to do the treadmills and wall thing, I'm going to be like, nope, uh... I'd like to opt out of that. I just want to get where I'm going. Thanks, guys. You don't want it to take you 10 minutes to walk 100 feet? Nah, nah. I'm, I'm, I'm good. <laughs> I'm good here. But yeah, the, this announcement was incredible. I was super excited. I, the, only, the only thing that, that puts any damper on my excitement about this is the ludicrous amount of money that it's going to cost. Yeah, yeah, definitely. They also announced Disney Genie, which is, from what I can tell, a replacement for the My Disney Experience app. It is, it's, it kind of seems like uh, this app is kind of meant to more help you with planning. Uh, so basically they said it will show you, it will go through, quote, millions of different things and try to present you with a, an optimal day. Uh, using, you know, looking at schedules, what day you w- you're going to be in what parks, uh, if you have dining reservations for somewhere that's in a park versus a resort, stuff like that. It'll look through everything that you've already planned and then will try to help you plan the rest of your trip uh, as optimally as possible. So- and I love that Genie is, like, Genie from Aladdin is the, uh, is the mascot for this app. And this, it to me, it looks like a uh, this. This seems like the natural evolution of my Disney experience, where my Disney experience is very much a manual experience, where you go through and you have to manually do everything. You have to manually put in what fast passes you want. You have to manually go in to reserve your dining. Whereas if Disney Genie can go in and say like. Hey, you've got lunch in the Magic Kingdom. Uh, there's a there's a Fast Pass Plus available for Splash Mountain uh, in Magic Kingdom. Do you want that? And you can just hit a button that says, "Yeah, I want that." You know, that would be awesome. I I so first of all, I like this concept for people who don't visit very often. You know, like just recently helping my coworker plan her trip, I would have loved to say, hey, here's this app that will just do all the hard stuff for you. But at the same time, and I just, I want to see, I don't want it to take away too much of my power. If it takes away my my fast pass game of, you know, bouncing between the times to somehow get all the really good fast passes that I wouldn't otherwise get, that's, I'm not, I I like the way a lot of that stuff works right now. Do you, do you feel like it would take it away? Because I, I wouldn't think they would take any functionality away. I would think that they would try to, or they would give you the choice to automate, you know, that functionality. Yeah, I guess it's just like sometimes things can get overly simplified and lose some of the power. And so I just, but I, I'm going to hold out on, on making any judgment about that aspect of it until I actually see the app. 
But the idea of just saying, hey, these are the things that I want to do. Tell me how to do them best. I mean, that's a, that's a, you know, beneficial thing for people who just, who don't know, you know, what is the, what is the optimal way to plan that? So anything Disney can do to help with that is great. Um, I imagine there are some people who aren't so happy about this because there are quite a few, um, apps, sites, well, no, Disney travel agents, I think are cool with this, right? Because I don't, I don't feel like this, I feel like this can work in tandem with a Disney travel agent. And can in some ways make their job easier. And those people I, are still going to get those people are still going to get money because it's not costing you anything more to to have a Disney travel agent. Yeah. See, I feel like this will work in tandem with Disney travel agents while the machine learning part of it is being trained. And, Once and then at some got, point, Disney's gonna Disney's gonna kick a bunch of travel agents to the curb. That's what you're thinking. I, I don't think they'll kick them off, but I think at some point it will get good enough that this app having what amounts to artificial intelligence and having literal direct API access to the Disney backend, it will just be, it will, one, it will be able to, in the background, monitor reservations, fast pass, everything, all the time and alert you when something you have said you're interested in is available in a way that a human cannot. And two, can possibly not only alert you when something is available, but put a 10-minute hold on it. So if there's one fast pass opening available for an attraction, that the app can immediately go in and say, give me five minutes, you know, to, to let my user grab this. And a, a human just can't do that. And, and it won't, it won't be immediately because, you know, there's still things, especially with um, planning a hotel room and, and doing all that, that you need a human touch for. And, and even you can't, Right now, it's much harder for right now the you know thing to say, oh well, you know, whatever, or or or, or maybe that's a bad example. Maybe to say like, I want this sort of atmosphere in a hotel or in a in a restaurant, um, and to have the computer come back and tell you like that sounds a lot like La Cellier, or it, it sounds like what you're asking for is uh the Tambu Lounge, you know, whatever. Oh, it sounds like but, what you're asking for is the Pop Century food court. Right. Yeah. But I th- it, it, can, it can get that way. Once, it, once the machine learning starts to understand, you know, what t- people who like this also like this and, and starts to be able to compare guests and know like, hey, you know, the people who had a good time, you know, doing whatever also, you know, whatever. The... The machine learning is is scary accurate these days on a lot of things. But I, I think that that can help. Once, I don't think it's going to get rid of it's it's if nothing else, maybe that just frees up Disney travel agents to spend more time providing that human touch without having to get bogged down in all of the other stuff. But what I'm what I'm saying is this is a very very small set of data that this thing has to learn. This thing has to learn theme parks and a, a limited number of restaurants and a limited number of attractions and a limited number of fast passes. And it has, it has a very small data set to learn. And this thing, this app 
I mean, we'll be able to learn that easily. And I think that what I what I am presuming is that a human touch will not be necessary. I don't I don't doubt that that is a that is ostensibly the end game for this. I think that it's probably going to take longer for everybody to suddenly be just totally okay with losing that human touch. And I think that Disney still feels overwhelming and and even more so now than in years past can feel really overwhelming without a human there. And so it's, I I don't, I'm not going to, I'm not going to say that that's never going to come. I just think maybe, you know, that's a, that's a lot further down. I think the, I think that this thing is more directly uh, targeting a lot of apps and sites and books and all of those sorts of things that attempt to tell you, you know, I, we can optimize your day based on wait times and things like that to tell you how, what is the best way to attack the parks on this, at this time of year, on this day, you should go to this park and you should go visit this, 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 and this. And that's the way, like those things exist and they, you know, and people are, people are selling on it and making good money doing it. And I think that that is where Disney sees it and goes, you know what? Let's keep people inside of our bubble. We'll provide them that exact same thing. It won't cost them anything. They'll know that it's coming directly from the source. I think that uh, to me, this that feels like the more immediate target. Yeah, this will be this will definitely be interesting to to watch in the next five years. And and let's also remember that this is a Disney thing. It could also just not be around in five years because it, it ain't yeah. nearly the first time we would have seen that happen. Finally. And this is not the last thing they announced, but it's the last thing in our in our little list. Disney announced Avengers Campus, which will be at Disney's California Adventure and in Disney Studios in Paris, but not at Disney hey, World. Hey, Jeremy, why isn't that coming to Hollywood Studios? That sounds like a great fit for Hollywood Studios. Because due to the, right, the <laughs> deal that Marvel made with Universal, Disney can't use any of its own characters east of the Mississippi River in a theme park, which means no Marvel characters in Walt Disney World, but you can see them in Anaheim, which is west of the Mississippi River, or in Disney Studios in Paris because it's a whole other country. This is still the most frustrating deal because these characters belong to Disney and they can't use them, and I hate it, and I'm... (laughs) Oh. But Avengers, Avengers Campus does look cool. Uh, it looks amazing. Excited about the 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 new Spider Man attraction coming, and yeah, this this all looks like it's going to be a lot of fun. the The Pim's Test Kitchen is kind of a an interesting. It, like that sounds mm-hmm. very playful, and I like the I like the idea of you know shrinking and enlarging various foods. Yeah. I love that they they're leaning into the goofiness of Ant Man and Paul Rudd, as opposed you know, to I, the I think seriousness of Ant Man. Dude, can you imagine Ant Man as like trying to be taken as like a serious film? Because I think it would be bad. <laughs> yeah, it would not be great. I have long since, ever since Age of Ultron, uh, when they they had like the big Avengers compound and. Uh, the actual like multi-campus and they had it in Captain America Civil War 2 but the big like multi-campus uh, Avengers 
or multi-building, I guess, Avengers uh, Campus. I have wanted that in real life, and, and I'm very excited about about that. Well, go ahead and plan your trip to California, because it ain't coming to Florida anytime soon. So, that was uh, all, the, all the interesting things uh, that we heard about at D23 2019. Um, by the time this episode comes out, the deal will be pretty much over, but Brad and I both subscribe to the three years of Disney Plus. Uh, for the D23 Founders Circle rate. Yes, um, we are we are founders. We are in the which, circle. We are suckers that paid $150 <laughs> for a counter. And then in November, three years of Disney Plus, which comes out to, what, like 75 bucks saved over three years, which is pretty good. That's basically a year of, of Disney Plus. Other than that, I mean... Yeah, there was a lot announced. There was a lot of, you know, series and, and stuff, but that's kind of out of out of scope. Yeah, hey, show. hey, hey, buddy. We have gone way long, so I don't think we're going to suddenly start talking about, <laughs> hey, The Mandalorian versus Loki versus the live-action Lady and the Tramp. Versus High School Musical, the musical, the series. I know, I know. That is the one you were most excited for. Actually, actually, you should ju- you should just be excited that now you'll have quicker access to episodes of Vampirina for your kid. And The Simpsons. <laughs> yes, Vampirina and The Simpsons. <laughs> Both equally acceptable for toddlers. My daughter's two favorite shows. <laughs> I think that'll do it for this episode. You can follow us on Twitter at MTM Podcast. You can like us on Facebook at facebook.com slash MTM Podcast. You can visit us on the web at missingthemouse.co. We'll be back next week with a brand new episode. And until then, have a magical day.